0: Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, Bill welcomes Dr. Evangelina Katsulakis from the Veterans Administration National Oncology Program Office. Dr. Katsalakis came to us at the behest of Dr. Kelly, the Chief of the VA National Oncology Program Office. While on his podcast, Dr. Kelly offered to help us find specialists in various cancers who are experts. In the prostate cancer area, he suggested Dr. Katsalakis, a specialist on the staff of the James A. Haley VA Medical Center in Tampa, Florida. She's bringing us a lot about prostate cancer, its detection, and its treatment. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges.
1: Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio, and we're really glad you're with us today. A couple of things we asked you to do is be sure that if you have a paper and pencil, have it handy. There may be things you're going to want to write down. If there's someone else in the house, have them come listen in because a lot of times it's better if you've got a couple of sets of ears rather than just the one. With the podcast, you can of course go back and re-listen to it, and we have several podcasts in there about our subject today. And our subject today is prostate cancer. And a while back, back to October of last year, I had Dr. Kelly on. He's the VA National Program. Director for Oncology, and all the folks in the oncology departments, if you will, report to him. So I said, look, there's going to come a time when I'm going to want to have the best people on talking about different kinds of cancer. And I said, would you please get one for me? Well, he did. And today we're delighted to have Dr. Evangelia Capsulakis on the program. She is a doctor serving at the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital in Tampa. Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Hodges. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's Bill,
1: so just make it easy on yourself. Okay. Really, this is a subject that a lot of us that are growing older, I guess, kind of fear. But I'm not sure that's necessarily what we ought to be doing. So, could we talk a little bit? in your experience about prostate cancer what is it what would you look for what are the symptoms anything you might share with us to get us started along the right thinking
2: sure so prostate cancer is cancer of the prostate gland which is part of the you know male uh, reproductive system and seminal fluid is made made in the prostate and that you know nourishes and transports the sperm And the prostate sits between the rectum and the bladder. And typically most men with age develop what's called um, BPH, benign prostatic hypertrophy of the gland. And that can cause difficulty with with urinary flow because the urine also flows through through there. So you can have difficulty with urinary flow, um, which can cause more frequent urination, um, urination at night, and that just happens with age. But while that happens with age, it's not related to what prostate cancer feels like. There's no symptom per se necessarily for prostate cancer. So most prostate cancers, I mean, the best test is, would be a, a screening PSA, which is blood work, and then erect, an erectile. Imaging.
1: Which I'd like to point out to everybody, I keep saying DA is a very progressive organization. And a lot of research begins at the VA, and actually that Gleason score was developed by a VA doctor a number of years ago.
2: Wow, so you brought up the Gleason score. so so when we when we do diagnose prostate cancer, so once that's done, then we kind of stratify, which is basically we we group patients into different risk groups, depending on a few different factors such as the PSA the Gleason score, and then also physically how advanced the the prostate uh, cancer is, like if we can feel it, if it's in one lobe or another lobe, or if it's going into adjacent areas. But the Gleason score, like you mentioned, is is one of the risk factors. And that's just how the cells look like under the microscope.
1: And that's hence the bend over examination, all of us fear, right?
2: Yes, the the wife, what is it, the uh, windshield wife wipe exam? Yes, that that exam. I'm very gentle. So if you come to RVA, <laughs> if you come to RVA, I, I am very gentle and, and our patients um thank me for, for that exam. Well, <laughs> well, I,
1: well, I really, I really think that you know the, the female fingers are a lot smaller. <laughs> not not to get into it too deeply, but but the fact is, uh, I've always had females doing that test because of my doctors at the VA. And they've been great. And, you know, it's one of the things we have to get over. Don't not do it for fear of having to have it done by one doctor or another. If you think you've got the problem and they say, hey, we should do the test, then they should do the test, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, and and again, while the, the, the examination, the rectal exam is important, um, the blood work is, is, I would say, one of the most important things to do. Um, That's where we check the PSA and, you know, the uh, primary care physicians, you know, would typically order that. And I, I think anyone coming into the VA should make sure that they, you know, they have uh, PSA blood work done.
1: So if one does have prostate cancer and it's been identified, is it always something that someone should have something done about it? Or in some cases, is it just watchful waiting? Cancers the big C is scary for a whole lot of people. But but there times when the doctor would advise, you know, not doing anything but watching it?
2: Yeah, so absolutely. So back in the day, um, prostate cancer, almost everyone used to get treatment for it. And with a lot of research and studies, we found that we were sort of over treating some patients. Every Patient is very different. So it's going to be important to speak with your physician, your urologist, and your radiation oncologist and get opinions. But we use national cancer guidelines and we group patients into different risk groups. And essentially, if you're in a category where you know the PSA is less than 10, you have a normal prostate on exam, um, you know, less than one nodule no family history, um, nothing higher than a, a primary Gleason of three, there's, there's, the doctor will go into detail with that. But there is definitely a group of patients where either active surveillance or watchful waiting, which is basically a, a program where we keep checking PSA and doing exams and sometimes ordering um, imaging tests. Uh, is advised, and for a lot of patients, you know no treatment at all may be an option, but again, it would be important to meet with your doctors, and every patient is very different, and we would mutually kind of go over your case and individualize your treatment plan. and uh, also, I mean it's important, and we have these conversations with our patients that you know most men with age will develop prostate cancer. I think it's something like when you're over age sixty, it's something like sixty percent will have it. But again, it doesn't mean that it needs to be treated. It doesn't mean that it's going to cause, you know, a change in in, in life expectancy or anything like that. So it's just something that does happen with age. Um, And again, every every patient is very different.
1: Dr. Katsalakis, some of the things you brought up there are very, very important. And I think maybe some people may not think of it in the right way. And when I say that is that if the VA says, you know, just watch it. Some may be saying, well, the VA doesn't want to do it. And, And that's not true at all. The one thing I love about the VA is there's no profit motive. If you're going to do a surgery or some procedure on me, it isn't because you get a profit or a check at the end of the month for doing it. That on the outside is not the same. There's a lot of people out there who would do it just in order to get the check.
2: Absolutely. And we have patients, actually, uh, a lot of our, our patients come to the VA. And then also, um, we, I've heard that a lot from many of my patients, and they use other insurances to go outside of the VA and get additional opinions. And I've actually heard from many of, my, of our patients that they they want to come to the VA and get a, a very honest opinion um, based on, on really on guidelines rather than any, any other incentives. So, we do the best for our patients. You know, If there's a test that we don't have available, we send the patient out for imaging tests, other tests. We're very um, up to date and we, we definitely practice the latest standards of, of care in both in surgery, in our management, and then in radiation oncology, we have the, the latest machines in radiation. We have a CyberKnife, we have the TrueBeam. In surgery, they have the robotic surgery and we're very up to date with guidelines and we really really want to practice um best care.
1: What are some of the types of treatments that are available today for cancer of the prostate?
2: Yeah so for most men we have so if we're going to decide on a treatment plan um, typically it's either surgery or radiation and both are you know, equivalent in terms of outcomes, perhaps some surgeons may be biased towards surgery and some radiation doctors may be biased towards radiation, but it also depends on every patient and every patient's, you know, individualized needs and preferences, but basically surgery where you remove the prostate, seminal vesicles, which uh, make the semen and then uh, the, um, the, and then, sorry, and then the uh, lymph nodes or radiation which we can either give externally or internally and externally you know we have imrt which is intensity, intensity modulated radiation therapy which is um, typically given over a couple of weeks so we've changed the treatment uh, paradigm from nine weeks now to about four weeks we can give treatment over a shorter period of time that's external radiation and we also have um, internal radiation which is uh, either with seed implant or with uh, high dose radiation uh, catheter with uh, robotic um, high dose radiation therapy.
1: You know, your point you just made is that if I go to a particular type of doctor, if I go to a surgeon or an oncologist or any one of the other is whatever the specialty is, they have, that's the one they're going to put you through. And in your instance, the VA has it all. So there's no interest in shoving you into one program or another.
2: Absolutely. And so we uh, typically have in our uh, facility, um, and in most of the facilities, everyone's a little different, but we have both radiation doctors and the urologists who do the surgery. We have, you see us both in order to get a pretty honest opinion, because sometimes surgery is not a viable option and radiation is is the best for the patient. So it is important to see that. And that, that actually is a strength of the VA. If you go outside sometimes and you just see one doctor versus another, you may not really understand all the options available and you may not be as, as educated in in them. And, and there isn't really one way to treat the prostate. So it's important to be educated.
1: Now, there are programs that are well. They're they're sort of like test programs. They're clinical trials. Does the VA participate in any of these clinical trials for new drugs and new ways of doing things?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a there's a big collaboration with the Prostate Cancer Foundation and the VA. Uh, they've partnered and uh, in order to improve care for veterans and you know, at large, outside uh, in the community, the VA has clinical trials uh, open. One of the um, efforts is sequencing prostate cancer tumor cells for when the patients are metastatic. So if the cancer has spread outside of the prostate, we now are able to sequence the tumor, the uh, prostate cancer cells and see if there are any mutations that we can give targeted therapy for. So there are targeted agents specifically targeting a mutation. And if we know if you have one of those mutations, then we can give that specific drug um, for the prostate cancer. And that's only, you know, now right now it's for the most part when um, the cancer has spread outside of the prostate that we, that we have that available. So that's off trial. But within that space, when we know the mutations there, we have a few studies open in the VA looking at additional targeted therapies and if, if um, how beneficial they are to um, these patients. So we do next generation sequencing of the tumor. We do a complete analysis of any mutations. And then if we have um, a drug that's available, we give it. And if not, if it's a newer drug, we do have studies open as well. We also have a study if the cancer has come back. It's called the starport trial. If cancer has come back after surgery or prior radiation and it's in a few spots. So it's called this is called oligo uh, recurrent. Uh, oligo is from a Greek word. I'm just saying that, throwing that out there because I'm Greek, but it's um in a few areas. So less than five areas. There are now um, studies showing that targeting those areas with radiation may be beneficial, as opposed to just giving hormone therapy, we target them with radiation. So there's a study looking at adding radiation versus just hormones alone for those patients. And off trial at uh, most facilities, you know, we treat now radiation, if there's cancer has come back to a few spots, we, we treat those with radiation and to delay uh, the progression of, of the cancer, and in some cases, even improve survival.
1: So all in all the VA is equipped in just about every area that any facility anywhere might be plus there's no profit motive so they do things for the good of the patient.
2: Absolutely and it's actually a, a very advanced and sophisticated system the precision oncology program now sequences really almost all patients with stage 4 disease we have not only in prostate we have in lung there's also, initiatives, and we we partner also with foundations, and in order to enhance care in in the VA. So it's it's a it's a wonderful system with the latest and greatest, really, in in genomic medicine and in informatics. The, the, the what <laughs> well, those are going to have
1: great. to be subjects, Dr. Castle Lucas, that we do on another day because yeah. we've run out of time. But I thank you so much for coming on the program. And I'll thank Dr. Kelly for sending you. I appreciate your being there. I'm Bill Hodges. This has been Veterans Corner Radio. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll catch you again on Veterans Corner Radio. And again, Dr. Lucas, thank you very much for being on the program.
2: Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.